Yep, you already know what's going on. It's Shayla, the girl, your girl. And if you're under the sound of my voice, you have tuned in for another episode of the Cheers podcast. And I don't know about you, but I myself personally have had a powerful, strong week. So without any further needed delay, let's just, you know, pop a bottle. Don't pour a glass. Pop a bottle because we need to celebrate ourselves after the week. It's been goddamn. Pop a bottle, then pour a glass, then pop a squat. Mm-hmm. Get comfy, because your week's about to get a little tipsy. Cheers, ho. <laughs> Dream. Uh. Yeah. Question. Is she fucking for the money or is she fucking for free? All I know after this, you ain't gonna be fucking with me. Nah, nah. Nope. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. And welcome to another episode of the Cheers Podcast. That is I, your host, Shayola, the girl, your girl, what it is, what's up? Got your nigga in the cut, goddamn. Don't y'all miss Vine? Those were the good old days. You know what's not the good old days? Right now, today. Today, that's not it. This month, this year, that's not it. No, 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 it's not it. You know what? Actually, no, I take that back because I'm trying to claim positivity and manifest positivity as you see. Um, I'm having a hard time doing that. And we're going to get into how I'm having a hard time doing that. But before we talk about why I'm having a hard time with that, I would like to express gratitude to my good sis Nance for coming on and talking about us, talking, I said talking about us. Y'all, I'm high as hell. I'm high as hell and I'm high as hell after the day I've had and I'm about to explain to y'all the day I've had and you're going to understand and yes, but Thank you, Nance, <laughs> my good sister and my good sis, for coming and talking to us about the mysteries of the universe and just all of the questions and qualms we've had or have with Western history and the things that niggas cannot answer and account for that throw big holes in their theology, which therein make us have to question the things that we don't understand. And that's okay. I actually personally think this is a good thing. I think it opens our minds up. I personally take comfort. It took me a while to get here, but I find comfort and warmth like a mammy titty, in fact, in the fact that I don't know everything about the universe and that I'm really just ash out here in the universe. Got to catch it all, you know, just trying to catch them. Just but knowing that I'll never know it all, but that I can just try to get what I know and that what I know is a treasure. And I was like, man, y'all, y'all out here, you worry about the wrong things, the wrong things. Oh, Y'all, I'm high as hell. Anyway, Nance, thank you so much for coming and sharing perspectives, for uh, putting us on to your origins and things of that nature. I hope that, you know, as you learn, you'll come back and talk to us more about them. We just, I just appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much for your contributions. 
Uh, thanks, everybody, for your continued love and support, uh, just in general. The way y'all just uplift and push this platform for, uh, platform forward. Come on, words today. All right, we, are, we have them. We're going to use them. All right, thank you. Yes, y'all are the shit. Y'all are my fucking homies, my family, my tribe, my niggas, my my drinking buddies. And y'all niggas really be holding it down and y'all be supporting me. Y'all don't be on my head when the episode is late. Y'all still listen. Y'all encourage me. Um, y'all embrace me. Y'all read books when I tell you to read them. You drink the things that I tell you to drink and stuff like that. And you know, I just appreciate you. Y'all are y'all are great. I can never, there aren't enough words for me to tell you all how much I appreciate that y'all take time to, you know, think that I'm like interesting and fuck with me. Um, and my guest, and I guess y'all mostly come from my guest anyway, but aren't they fucking awesome anyway? Aren't they the reason why we're all here? They're the reason why I'm here in the first place. Um, before we talk about today's guest, I want to talk about myself though, as I usually do, because y'all know I'm Kind of self-centered. Um, guys, it's all. Let me. So let's talk about these videos that have been going around featuring these two fire motherfucking ass teachers, Miss Williams and Miss Evans from Monroe High School in Georgia. What's poppin'? Brand new year and I'm locked in. Period. Like. I seen a first of all, shout out to every single last one of you people. Every single last one of you people that sent me that video and was like, hey, I think you'll like this. Because y'all are fucking popping, because everybody thinks of me when they think about teaching. And that lets me know that y'all on your mind and that y'all care about me. So I love you very much for that. Thank you. Um but yes, this video is so fucking lit. If you haven't seen it, literally just look up Monroe High School anywhere and it'll pop up. And it's literally so fucking fire. And they pop it and they dance it and they hitting. I don't even know what these moves is that the children, things that they do on TikTok. And there was some woes in there and they, they were popping and they did look locked in. They did look prepared for things and they were going to log in every day and do their things. It was so amazing. And it was so awesome. Here's the thing. And this is nothing to them. That was all of the praise to them. Like if this were the read and this were like the black excellence um, section, like it would completely be them. Like that is their, I, yes, them, a thousand percent. Again, here's the thing. So many people were sending me that video it was like, hey, this reminds me of you or you should do one of these. You should totally. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, about that. I'm not locked in. I'm not. I don't feel none of that. Like literally, I've been getting that video. <laughs> You see, I was just, it's already up here again. <laughs> I was just listening to it. Um, I've been getting this video for about like the last week and just like just heavy shame is on my heart because like I do not feel this prepared. 
I do not feel this prepared. Today was the first day of school. This is why you're getting this episode late currently because it was the first day of school. And yesterday, instead of editing and being able to do everything that I was supposed to do, I have been getting prepared for school because of malfunctions at the district level, meaning I wasn't be able to I wasn't able to complete things that I needed to complete at a certain time. I would get into the details, but it doesn't matter. The moral of the story is things in my teaching life are a trash can fire. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just kind of like when as a teacher that is not like, you know, it's different schools of teachers. And I know that sounds crazy. It's different. And I don't really talk much about being a teacher on here because I'm like, oof, these niggas is federal. I don't want to lose my job, but whatever. Like, who, who going to beat me in these times? There's definitely, like, schools of teaching. They're, like, you know, they're, like, the rubber room teachers that don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? They literally pull up to collect their check and go. Um they're the teachers that like kind of try, but they don't, you know, they try. They, the teachers that try. Um, they're the teachers that are like serious about their business. Um, they're teachers that are about their business to a certain extent, and I'll get into that. And then there are, like, the super motherfucking type A Pinterest YouTube teachers. (laughs) And that's not me. And I thought that when I started teaching, that would be me. And I thought that it was going to be like, yeah, and I'm going to be popping in my classroom and lit, but da-da-da-da. And, like, literally, these last three, four years have been... The opposite. No, like that's not it. And I love my students. I wouldn't trade this journey for anything. I have made like unbreakable bonds with my students. You feel me? Like those are like, you know what I'm saying? Like my first set of kids just graduated and those are bonds that will never be broken. Like those are, those are like my little brothers and sisters. Um, but as for like the whole like you like I I went like I'm too dysfunctional of a human being to be able to manage that like like I give my all to teaching as much as I can like in terms of like instruction and making sure that my kids have what they have I do that but like I be feeling so ashamed of myself when I felt like I was supposed to aspire to that and then I just didn't do it. So then when people be like, oh, this reminded me of you, like that extra shit, like it kicks in and I be feeling it. And I was feeling it for a couple of days. But then I had to snap out of that shit because I was just like, bitch, that's not your lane, bitch. Like, that's not it. That's not like that. Oh, well, like, 
bitch, you not tapped in. You not making YouTube videos. You got to fucking learn how to do Canvas because they didn't give you access to Canvas till about two weeks ago. So you better tap into this computer and do this shit over here. Like, it is what it is. Like, and even if they had to give you access, you probably would have still did it. Like, it's just not my personality. And why am I chasing some other shit? Like, no. Like, why am I putting unnecessary pressure on myself to be something that I'm not? I manifest my like and it's not even that I don't want to put forth the effort to like put a production together I'm putting a production together right the fuck now talking to y'all niggas <laughs> like I do this shit when I carry Instagram and do all this other stuff but it's just kind of like when it comes to that route like it just that's just not my ministry it doesn't work that way for me and it never did work that way for me and I've always felt some layer of guilt behind it just because I felt like I was supposed to be this like YouTube teacher. I've never talked about this before. Oh my God. I didn't even think I was going to talk about, I didn't mean for this conversation to get this deep. It was only supposed to, why do I always come in here? Tell my fucking business. It's because I'd be high. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm basically, I'm staying in my fucking lane. I'm minding my fucking business because that's not my fucking business. My business is to do my job, which is to teach, to uplift other teachers and to celebrate those that are in that lane and to uplift them and to learn what I can from them to strengthen my style and craft of teaching personally in relationship building with my students personally the way I do it. And, you know, what the fuck? Mind my business. Like, mm -mm, this comparison shit. Like, I'm trying to tell you, being raised as African kids, like, this shit is so wild because everything is just shamed by comparison. So it's like, I, I mean, and maybe it's just me, but it's like, I just feel like I constantly have to unlearn. Like, I don't even want to compare myself to others. It's just something I naturally do because, like, I have to be better than everybody else because I have to be the head. I know the tail. I'm the head. I know the tail. I have to be the fast. I know the last. And I just, like, I, I like, I can't. It, ah, it won't go away, but I'm, it, it will go away. I am even in the game. I am myself and I am in my own lane. Amen. Yes, I like that. I like that. That was good. That was good. You see how I talk myself through that? This show is honestly like just like therapy and then I just give it to y'all and y'all still use that shit. And I'm just so thank you so, so, so much. I also want to address my repeated misuse of the word collaboration in the last few couple of episodes and I'll be talking about my fucking feelings. It's not that I don't know how to collaborate with people. I be collaborating with niggas all the fucking time. I collaborate with niggas every day. I collaborate. I be literally doing a whole episode and then get at the end of the episode and be like, I'm just having a hard time collaborating. It's not that I'm having a hard time collaborating with people. It's I just, I think it, it was that I'm having a hard time being in the midst of people or was, I'm working on actively now, was having a hard time being in the midst of people and just bearing my true, like, this is how I wholly feel right now. Um, and so it made it feel like I wasn't really in that space because, I mean, in a sense, I wasn't really in that space. But y'all, I don't know. Um, I've been having a lot of feelings, as you can see. I'm always fucking having a lot of feelings. 
All right? Negolations. Doors. Reason what you all really came here for. Negolations 1-6 asks us very plainly and very concretely, what are the action steps? What are the action steps? Excuse me. Excuse me. M Miko, it's just me. M Miko, it's, it's me. See, Miko also wants to know, what are the action steps? What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? Niggas talk a lot. Well, okay, see, <laughs> I've gotten ahead of myself. This word takes on many faces. This is a multifaceted word. You hear me? It's a powerful, bountiful, and abundant word. Number one, oftentimes in life, niggas spend too much time talking about theory entirely too much time talking about theory. Way, 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 way too much time talking about theory. Well, theoretically, I mean, because if this were to happen and da, 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 okay, well, what you going to do? What you going to do? Well, this and this is, this is happening and this is, this is, this is going on. So, da, 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 okay, well, what you going to do? Niggas have thoughts and no solutions. Niggas have the, and I'm not saying that you have to have, who has, and nigga, the whole last episode, we was just saying that we don't have the answers, Sway. We don't have the answers, but do you have an action step? Do you have something that could take us in the direction of where the fuck we is trying to get to? Where the fuck we trying to go? Do you have an action step to Help. Hello? <laughs> Do you have something for us? Niggas have a lot of thoughts and no action steps. What are the action steps? That's the first connotation. Second connotation. Oftentimes in life, and we're going to get into this in the episode, there's this whole phenomenon in which we don't really talk about common things in our communities or in our families that we go through and therefore people in our communities and our families end up going through the same um, experiences, the same, in extreme cases, traumas, um, making the same, again, in extreme cases, mistakes, uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, because people don't talk about the action steps. Right. So, for example, why is it that we all know somebody or ourselves have like generationally in our families just bad credit <laughs> or and that's just like one example, not to like just like stereotype, but like just 
because like that's just the most clear example. If you look at it, right? We don't fucking talk about finances. That's just because like that's just a human thing we're embarrassed to talk about for whatever reason. We just our bodies start itching when we talk about money, right? So nobody talks about credit. Or I mean, you know, sometimes your parents was like parents were like mad Stella, they talk to you about credit, right? But for the most part, your parents don't really talk to you about credit. Then you go out, fuck up your credit a little bit, and then you'd be like, Oh, what the fuck was this? And then it'd be like, Oh shit. And it's just kinda like just like from the simplest stuff up to like big stuff that I kind of don't want to get into. But the moral of the story is just kind of like share the action steps up front, right? Because just kind of like, I feel sometimes, like I've said many times on this podcast, our elders are afraid to tell us about their missteps and action steps that they had to take and mistake uh, in order to guide us. And I'll, they be coy with the details, you feel me? They be real coy with the details. And I'm just like, maybe if you could ease up off the details a little bit and let a nigga know some of the action steps and we could all share, we could, you know, you know, knowledge, knowledge, wealth. I don't, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's get to the motherfucking dough. Today at the motherfucking dough, we have none other than the first friend I made. In the city of Las Vegas. As my motherfucking nay. The mother of all mothers. Listen. She was a mom before she was a mom. She's mothered everyone. If you've been in her presence, you have been mothered by her. If she has held you in her in her arms, you've been mothered by her. Okay? And she is just the... Most beautiful, sweetest, loving, cutthroat, <laughs> sharpest, tell you about yourself if need be, individual I have ever met in my life. You understand? She is the sharpest angel I have ever encountered in my life. And I'm so grateful to have her with us. And you too will be grateful to have had her with us once you hear the beautiful conversation that we had. So why don't you go grab um, a glass? No, you already grabbed a glass. Oh, girl, we have to do so much better. Why don't you... Go refill your glass because I'm sure that you drank it now because I've been talking a whole motherfucking lot. Come back after the music and then Espinette gonna be here and it's gonna be motherfucking lit. Period. Uh, the same night I made the story, had a meat in my box, eating my ass, and try to suck my feet through my socks. Uh, Don't ever say my name on the record, you trying to get props. Cut the day I feel disrespected, I make you my ops. Uh, I put that pussy on your head in the bed, up and down, round and round, had Beijing all in my legs. Ew. And that's word to my mother, nigga. Only nigga I ever fucked that wanted a threesome with another nigga. Yeah, you heard right, another nigga. That lean having you lean feet and you bugging, nigga. Damn. You insecure, let me hug this nigga. I got the whole BX ready to slug this nigga. Yeah, I put, put the shooters that you lab in your house. You finally got a tour with Drizzy. Now keep his dick out of your mouth. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Today at the door, we have the supreme, number one, always been, bad bitch, mother of the millennial. Mother of the millennials, 
Esmene in the goddamn building. Hey, Nay. Hey. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I can't believe this is your first time here. I can't believe that it's taken all this time. I know. I mean, I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy and excited that we're about to do this. I know. I know. We've been saying like all the time, like, we're going to record an episode. We're going to record an episode. We're going to record an episode. It was a couple weeks ago. I was like, yep. We are going to set a date. This is the date. I put it in my calendar. And guess what? We still ain't do that date. This is not <laughs> this is not that day. This is what is today is the this is about a week after. Yeah, but it's happening. <laughs> but it is happening. Yes. And that is the moral of the story because we are busy women and Esmene is a very, 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 very busy woman but i'm just happy to have you here welcome friend thank you i'm happy to be here oh yay <laughs> <sighs> sparking up sis okay how have you been how are things how goes it how was your week um my week was a little stressful just overall trying to adjust to this whole virtual world um, with the whole teaching and just not knowing how to really maneuver and then trying to help my team. Um, so it's been busy and crazy to say the least, but I feel like, you know, in the end, the end of the week was, it was good or at least today was good. So yeah, it's cool. Out here. Girl, same. This school shit is ghetto. Esmene is a fellow educator, as you can gather by what was just said. And it's time for virtual instruction. And as you are hearing this, we are teaching. (laughs) As you are hearing this, we are teaching. And I promise you it's ghetto. I'm somewhere cussing under my breath. Mm -hmm. As we all are. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, let's... Toast up this special select. See, I'm already, I'm already here. Mm-hmm. Let's toast up this special selection. Let's talk about ministries, and then let's get to the shits. Yes. So today, in the stew, we are drinking pineapple henny Rita's. This shit is fire, and I chose this drink. For several reasons. Esmene, your comments first before I talk about Um, I'm loving it. I'm watching my, <laughs> how much I sip. Uh, some of y'all don't, well, none of y'all know, but I'm trying <laughs> to watch my little figure. I actually give my figure back. But um, still, it's, it's bomb. Shit. If you go to Esmene Instagram right now. Is, is the picture still up? It's up, girl. Listen, if you go to Esmene picture right now, there are cakes on the menu, okay? Period. The cakes are there. You pause this right now <laughs> and you go to the show notes and you get that Instagram and then you go look at the cakes on the menu. But understand that just because on the menu, that don't mean you can buy it. Period. Got a man husband. <laughs> Whole ass husband. And we going to get into that too. Yes. But... Period. So you fucking with the vision. Yes. I chose this for a very... So every time, like nine 
in a half out of 10 times that Nay and I have gathered since I've moved to Las Vegas, margaritas were involved. Mm -hmm. That is our drink of choice when we gather. Um, We usually do Mexican food for whatever reason. There's always the fresh guac is involved. There's always, that is what we do. It's just how we get down. Um, And then, you know, I'm the cognac queen. Um, Tequila, Henny, Light skin, dark skin, <laughs> nay, shay, you know what I'm saying? It just, I feel like it embodies the best of both of our bodies and worlds. You see what I'm saying? It just, it, it this the whole thing. So clink, clink, friend. Yes. Cheers, friend. Cheers. <laughs> I love you, friend. I love you. This shit is fire. This shit is amazing. I did this. Yeah, you did. This shit is amazing. I thought, mm. at first I was like, is it too strong? I could have put more in here, but honestly, I shouldn't have. Cause I think it's just right. I was about to say, I would, my stomach just would have been doing pascos, pascos. <laughs> Tomorrow would have been bad. But okay, now we got the special lecture out the way. Now for the cornerstone question of the podcast. The reason why we're here. Esmene, what is your ministry? Well, um, I'm a mom, a wife, a teacher. So that's that's who I am and that's what I'm about. How does that nourish your soul? And how does that impact or how does that paint the way you move throughout the world? Well, I definitely feel me being a teacher has helped me learn and um, I guess relearn a lot of toxic behaviors and approaches that I've been taught in my life and things that um have been done to me by my family. So I feel like just having those different strategies has helped me learn to be a better, a, a good mom. Um, I, I think of myself as a really great mom. Cause you are. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like just having different skills and learning the different skills about being patient and um, explaining things to kids and just understanding that kids are also humans who deserve respect and just, you know, not to be belittled just because they're children and we're adults. Um, I feel like that was the total opposite of how I was raised. So being a teacher has definitely contributed to um, my parenthood. Um, And then in turn, like just being a wife, um, my man is just so great, so I feel like it just all comes so easy, um, and I feel blessed in, in so many ways, um, and just also just teaching pre-K kids. I was about to say, they got the young. <laughs> she got the youngest. Yeah, the youngest. Don't get me wrong, in pre-K and pre-kindergartners are niggas, too, yeah, oh, yeah, so don't are. get it twisted, Yes, but... They're not all just little innocent little things. They're little stinkers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely feel like a lot of the things I, I 
um, do with my pre-K kids, even though they're four and five and my, my baby's just one and a half or almost two, I still bring that home, um, you know, teaching him more words and just trying to get different vocabulary and um, yeah, I just feel like that baby honestly, is intelligent. Listen, he's a smart little baby. Einstein, <laughs> genius. <laughs> That's not listen. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like all together, it all comes together, or especially the teaching and the parenting. It it just really, really plays a big part in. Um, I guess it plays off. Uh, it plays off of one another, and then just my relationship is just a whole different. Um, I guess realm, if you will, but it's, it works too, because my man is super, super supportive in everything, like me being a teacher, me being a mom and everything else. So yeah, girl. Mm, that <laughs> makes me so happy to hear y'all. And it's so, it's like, and I'm saying, mm, like I haven't witnessed it right. <laughs> over the last, like it's been like, like it's even more beautiful when you watch this shit up close, but for the niggas that ain't got to watch it. Up close. Talk about your journey. So, Esme and I and I met. Did I just say Esme and I? Yeah, you did. The weed. <laughs> what? The yeah. marijuana. Let's just <laughs> let, let's just have a sip. Let's, let's take it. That just I just was triggered back to the club in Phoenix in 2017. Yeah, that hot ass club, and didn't Malik lose his phone? He lost his wallet. Wallet. Mm. Yeah. Terrible the wallet. The fuck terrible. What a shame. <laughs> what a damn shame. But um, Esmane and I met in 2017 uh, at teacher training. Um, at a redacted program, mm-hmm. and so again, Las Vegas here teaching that's how we are, and so been in this bitch since mm-hmm. <laughs> the trenches together. That's the whole mm-hmm, the vibes. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your journey from well, honestly, and y'all were together years before, yeah. Even moving out here, just take us through the journey. Take take us through your life journey, friend. All right. Um, I actually met my man on Instagram before. Come Y'all on, stop judging me, okay? okay. I, what you mean? No, I'm no, not, not you. Before oh. anyone starts judging, from fuck them. <laughs> I wish the man. fuck they would. I beat everybody ass in here. <laughs> um, I did meet my man on Instagram. Someone shouted him out or whatever, and I'm like, oh, hold up, you know, so. Yeah, I, um, I like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like the page or the picture, followed him and he followed me back. And this is all before DMs even started, okay? Like DMs Damn. wasn't even a thing, right? Yeah. Oh my God, what year is this? Girl, this is 2013. Oh my God, I was yeah. a f- freshman in college. So yeah. you were, that was like your sophomore. Second, yeah. Okay, yeah. yep. Uh-huh, so... We following each other at this point, liking pictures back to back, whoop, whoop, whoop. So I'm like, I like, honestly, I'm not with the slow, you know, I'm not with that shit. So I just hit him up under a picture straight up. I'm like, because that's the only way it's like, you had to be bold in 2013. That was the only way. I mean, but you know, typically they say, 
woman not supposed to go after a man. Exactly. Like a man. But I'm like, I don't believe no. Fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. So I hit him up under a picture and I'm Period. straight up. I was like, so we gonna keep liking pictures or you gonna text me? Drop my number. Period. <laughs> Damn. Drop the number. Was your page number. on private or was it open? I really can't remember. No, it was private. It was private. Okay, I was about to say. I was like, damn, just number all open for the people. But like, yeah. I mean, but still, his followers saw my number or whatever. Because remember, it ain't no DM. It's on his picture. So, yeah. No, but if your page is private, though, they can't. They can only. No, they can still see comments on your page. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my number was out there. <laughs> But she get so she was like, risk it all, risk it all and, and look and and look what she gained, like ladies. Yeah, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to shoot that shot, you know. Um, but yeah, so I shot the shot. I made it. <laughs> um, we were just texting and everything. Vibes were great. Uh, we were long distance for the first two years because I was um, up in north. I was in Northern California. He was still in Southern California. It was hard. Long distance relationships are hard. It's a lot of work, and it really, really requires a lot of um, commitment. To um, I guess fight and temptation. Not that I had temptations, but I just feel like. It is easy to think like, you know what? I could just fuck with this nigga because he's here, out here, and have a relationship with someone here instead of there. But, um, I, you know, I, I fucked with him too much to even really think that way. But I'm just saying in general. Um, loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. You shot it though. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> So, yes. Fuck it up, friend. Fuck it up, friend. Yes. I don't want to, like, really go into too many details because I know it's going to be so long. We've been together for fucking seven, almost eight years. But, um, yeah, we spent our first two years long distance and we came together, lived together. That was a major change, obviously. Um, We got through it, though. You know, a few years later, moved here to Vegas. Um, And, yeah, here we are. You know, we here with it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I remember in February 2018, March 2018, being at like brunch with Esmene. And Esmene is just kind of like, I just want to get married. I just want to have a baby. Like, I just <laughs> like, when is this nigga supposed to be? Like, I just yeah. feel like we've been in this bitch. Like, and literally, niggas went to sleep. Yeah. One day, and woke up. Yeah. The next day. Engaged and pregnant and all. Son. <laughs> like. Yeah, it happened like that. Son. Yeah, but you know he had been wanting a kid, and I, I, I don't want to say like um. It's not it's not right to have a kid before you get married because you do what the fuck you want in any order. Yeah. I just think it's more so in my family, women, they don't marry. Everyone is a baby mama and I'm I didn't ever want to be a baby mama. You know, I wanted to change the narrative in my family of being that baby mom and, you know, just being a married woman with a child. It didn't work, but <laughs> you but you so pause. Here's the thing. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. 
you you're not a baby mama. No, I'm not. By baby. any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Like a baby mom, like it's a like future got baby mom. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not you, buddy. Yeah, I just don't. I, I also just naturally don't believe in the whole term baby mama, baby daddy. I don't like that at all. I'm not mm-hmm. into it, and it's crazy because I also felt like a hypocrite because I see pregnant women doing that. Baby mama, the show song, or whatever the fuck that, however it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but it's a little pregnancy, little baby mama song that women typically dance to. And I thought it was fun and cute, but I would not make, I just refused to make one myself because I'm like, mm, even though I'm watching this video, I, I'm not going to. You have internal, yeah. just mm, like yeah. murky energy around the word baby mama. Yeah. It's just so negative, like, and especially in the black community, like, I don't know, like, you know, I just, I feel like everyone should just be referred to as their child's mother or by their fucking name. Correct. (laughs) That's the option. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was that, you know. Correct. Correct. Yeah, girl. But, like I said, you're not a baby mama. You are a fucking wife and mother. Thank you. Okay. And a fabulous, dedicated, dutiful, like, wow, you are like the embodiment of Abba. Thank you. Wow. So, um, random interlude. Mm-hmm. Interlude? Interjection? I'm right. So, Abba, that's the Orisha of, like, she's the senior wife like first wife like deity like she's like down mother like loyalty care nurture like you are her (laughs) i really feel honored (laughs) you are her like it just hit me just in this moment it just hit me like a ton of breaks i was like wow oh Bye. Like, damn. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Um, I may have made my point. <laughs> oh, no. We were talking about your chronicles. So. Oh, wait. No. So we talked up to your. Up to you getting. Engaged. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we got engaged, which is what I wanted, um, ultimately. And then nine days later, I go to my annual checkup. I guess, I'm sorry, let me pause. Two days before we got engaged, I actually had to take a pregnancy test because I'm like, hmm, my period is not here. But anyways, it was negative. Whatever, we go to um, California to go to Disneyland for my birthday, which is where he was supposed to propose. Uh, but the ring didn't come in time. They didn't finish making it or whatever the case was. So anywho, fast forward. Um, when we get back from California that Monday, I was actually sleeping. I do not like to be disturbed when I sleep at <laughs> all. <laughs> Attitude on 10 at that point. <laughs> so um, 
I was napping and he's waking me up and I'm like, honestly, I'm being a bitch at this point. I'm like, what, what, what? And he's like, look. And I'm like, what? Whatever you got to say, you can tell me when I wake up. You know, just been a whole ass bitch. And he's like, just look. And he's proposing like, you know, on one knee with the ring. And I turn still with my little attitude because at this point, I don't know what the fuck he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real, girl, turn around. And he's right there. So I low-key turn back around like, wait, wait, wait. Like, you know, I'm not dreaming. Turn back and, you know, the shit was real. So, yeah, we got engaged. Um, I still clown him to this day. Like, you need to propose to me again and do that shit right because you can't be disturbing my sleep. Just ungrateful, y'all. Don't be ungrateful like me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then as soon as we told our families, we started planning the wedding. Boom. Like, Oh, okay, in July. I'm sorry, I, I guess I didn't tell when this was. This was April. So we mm-hmm. started planning for the um, July of the following year. Family's excited. We, we, we're literally writing all this shit down. Nine days later, I go to my annual checkup, and boom, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> um, the fact. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, so... Now, you know, we have something else to prioritize. We're just focused on the baby at this point. Um, And he's the first grandchild on his father's side, second for my side. Excuse me. So, yeah, it was a big deal. So, um, yeah, you know, the pregnancy was, it was a roller coaster. Um, I mean, you know, that's how pregnancy is, though. But yeah, I had the baby January. Um, he's what almost two now. Oof. Yeah. When I tell you this baby, like what? Like, this nigga was crawling at four months. Mm-hmm. This nigga is a genius. <laughs> like with so much personality. What? Yeah. Oh, my baby. Yeah. I know. Um, I don't know. Motherhood is honestly amazing. It's beautiful. Um, and it's it's honestly the best blessing I feel like I could have ever had. I want more babies though. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, girl. That's like our journey, if you will. All right. I want to hear more about your pregnancy what do you think was like the height of your pregnancy and then what do you think was i don't want to say like a low point but what is something not the best that, point yeah <laughs> the not the best point uh so i definitely think my second trimester was a breeze it was amazing i almost forgot i was pregnant down there um <laughs> The third trimester, honestly, once I hit 37 weeks, I was done. I was done being pregnant. It was too uncomfortable. The baby was terrible with his sleeping. Like, you know, it's three in the morning, four in the morning, and he's up ready to eat or hungry or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, can I put this damn baby on a sleep schedule at this point? But um, (laughs) (laughs) you can't. I know. I think like at 37 weeks. So that was the toughest time. Um, It was just super uncomfortable. It was, um, I was just so hungry. 
it was just a lot. I was just over being pregnant and I did carry him for 41 weeks. So there's that. Um, but I mean, I feel like even though that 37 week mark was like not the best, I definitely feel like pregnancy or the whole experience is amazing. Just feeling the dip, the movements and feeling him inside of me and, yeah. you know, and just watching the growth. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing. I do recall one day sitting in a UNLV course and I, I was just sitting there eating and I'm like, wait, have I felt my baby move at all today? And like, I don't know what, maybe I did and forgot or what, and I just got freaked out. I kept eating, then I drank something cold because typically that they say that'll trigger movement. Nothing. So girl, I freaked out. Mm. I left class in the middle of it and I went, oh. I was like, this is about to be crazy, girl. So I'm like, oh, watch this, she about to get ghetto. I leave class, girl, yes. I know. I don't even know. I don't think I ever told you this. I leave class and like at this, I call my mom and I'm like, mom, the baby haven't moved all day, whatever. And I'm like, I'm about to go to the hospital to, um, you know, figure out what's happening. Girl, I promise you, I'm right at the light, right before the, um, the hospital. And at the time, money, Cardi B money was out or whatever. So I'm bumping it, you know, because I'm trying to like keep my mind off of it. Mm -hmm. And the baby started like, I don't know if you're or what. This nigga got to turn it up. And I was like, so he's a ratchet. (laughs) No, but I mean, honestly, I'm like, okay, so he fucks with Cardi. My nigga. Like, I love Cardi. But, um... Yeah, so that was just one crazy, like, scary moment. But then it was like, this nigga playing with me. But, yeah, like, as soon as... He got you out of class. That's what he did. He's on your fucking side. That's what he did. (laughs) Yeah, and then I did end up emailing my professor, and I let him know what was happening or whatever, because I know I missed some of the the content. But, yeah. (laughs) And, And now, like, even to this day, he loves music. Like, he will really be dancing and bopping. And I'm like, all right, all right. And low key, he got rhythm. I do. I do. But yeah, so that's my pregnancy and my little crazy pregnancy story. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your birthing experience? Yeah, I don't mind. Um, I went in on my due date. Um, well, I actually was going to get induced because I went a week past my... No, I'm sorry. I didn't go a week past my due date. That's not true. Um, when I was going to, a week before my due date, my OB just noticed like I wasn't really dilating. And also she just was telling me my cervix looked a little um, small. So she was already concerned that I wasn't going to be able to deliver him naturally, but she still wanted to give me the option to try. Okay, okay so I went on my delivery date um, at, I believe it was, it was two in the morning and um, they gave me a, a few hours in. I still wasn't dilating or anything. So they did start the induction process. And, um, girl, it was like so long. Uh, they tried the balloon. I mean, I don't want to really go into that because some people may not even know what the hell this shit is. <laughs> but they tried a few different methods. I did get to seven centimeters. Um, my water broke. 
the shit was crazy. I'm like, wait, I got, I had just got up out of bed to go use the restroom and my water broke. So I was like, did I just piss myself? Like, you know, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I know I see in movies water breaking, but the shit really just broke. And I was like, oh shit. But it was also around the time I had the piece. I was confused. <laughs> um, yeah, my Baby. water broke. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That was actually at six centimeters. Um, I got to seven centimeters and like the motherfucking contractions were crazy. And at this point it was already like almost two. It was already more than 24 hours that I've been in the hospital um, trying to just, you know, um, dilate. So um, since it's been so long and my body has just, you know, they try like different methods to help me to induce me. My body started kind of just being feeling overworked so they did they offered me the epidural a few times and i did turn it down but at this point i had to or i at least i felt like i had to accept it because they told me that instead of my uterus opening from seven to ten it'll start closing. closing and also i could start having different complications so i just needed to pretty much calm my body so i did take the epidural um, I, for, for me, it was nothing, but I also feel like I have a high pain, um, tolerance. So I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, it was nothing because I know a lot of women, I mean, it was nothing for me, but I'm not going to say like, it didn't hurt at all because I don't know, you know, some women say it's very, very painful, but at least to me, it was nothing because again, I have high to- uh, pain tolerance. So anywho, I got that epidural, um, and still was trying to have him at this point the contractions are beyond me it was crazy um he still didn't come they kept monitoring me and then finally my ob came in and she's like you know she checked me or whatever and she's like honestly your baby's not coming this way um so you're going to have to have a c-section so i ended up having excuse me i ended up having a c-section he was eight pounds, four ounces, and that's probably why he wasn't coming. Like, you know, I'm only fucking five. What? <laughs> I'm small and still, like, even though I gained weight or whatever, my frame is still small. Um, mm. So he was never going to come out that way. But one of the nurses did tell me that just um, agreeing to having the C-section was the best, probably the best decision I could have made. Because typically when women keep trying you end up affect it ends up affecting the baby in the long run and like the baby can have different issues and developmental issues because of the distress they're in so yeah that was my experience so he came january 6 <clears throat> excuse me at 8 29 in the morning and we spent another three days in the hospital it was terrible like i just hate being in the hospital it was like i think by the second day we were just over it like we were over it and then the baby you're supposed to sleep with him or he's supposed to sleep on his back for safety reasons he wouldn't he'd only sleep on his tummy so Kaloni and I had to take turns staying up you know when the baby was asleep so the nurses wouldn't complain so we got cranky with each other because we fucking tired (laughs) but yeah so that's the whole birth story yeah and how has all of that mm-hmm. and everything past that going forth 
to year one and a half going on two. Because as we said, he's going to be a grown-ass man. Yes. <laughs> Making moves. <laughs> How has that impacted you? And I guess especially during this time. Um, I definitely feel like it's taught me to be a lot more patient. I, I don't feel like I have very much patience as is. But I think it taught me how to be um, or how, how to have more patience and also to just like, I guess, um, give up a little less control of things because I like to have control of everything. But I have to learn like, you know, we are both his parents and I can't control everything or like there's certain ways Kaluni deals with the baby that works um, that wouldn't necessarily work with me. And I'd always be like, you're not supposed to do it like that. And it's like, no, he could do it that way. Just because it's not my way mm. doesn't mean he can't do whatever. Um, so it's taught me to stop being a little control hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to be patient. Oh, and pray. yeah. And then um, going to quarantine. I'm sorry, let me pause that. Upon having the baby, I did my maternity leave and everything. And then, you know, I was off work for, what, three months for the summer. Um, So I feel like, what, he was six months. And then my mother-in-law moved uh, to Vegas to watch him. So ultimately, I was a full-time mom and technically a part-time, I'm sorry, a full-time teacher and technically a part-time mom. Because by the time I get home, I mean, I play with my baby a little, bathe him or whatever, but then it's pretty much time for sleep. Um, Because I spend more time at work than the time I spend at home, you know, when he's up. You know, if that makes sense. Anyway, so fast forward to quarantine time. So I'm not working really at this time. I'm I'm working, but not really. Um, I had to learn how to be a fucking mom again. Like, I'm like, wait, how do I really do this? Like, this little one-year-old is driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Like, he's everywhere. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm asking my mother-in-law, like, how the fuck do you do this with him every day, all day when I'm at work? And also when I stopped working, she did go back to California to tend to her home there. So I, I'm literally being a mom. Like, By yourself. And there's- yes. And it was, I, I'm not going to say it was like easy. It wasn't. It was hard. Like, I'm like, wait, like I know how to go and be a teacher and be with all these 20 ass kids, but I don't really know how to keep up with this little little stinker but um so this started march i feel like by may i i i got a down pack i'm like all right this nigga needs structure period like he needs get this nigga a schedule (laughs) yes get this nigga a schedule what it was he needed Mm -hmm. a schedule like nah you got nap time right here like i don't know how the fuck you did it with grandma but however y'all was doing it ain't working with me so, um, yeah, I just had to learn. Period, like, friend. He need a fucking schedule, too. So he got that shit, and it's been working. Um, and it's good now. Like, I feel like now I've mastered being a mother to a toddler, an energized, crazy-ass toddler. Um, 
So honestly, kudos to all you parents. Like, I know that shit ain't easy. Like, I know some Instagram posts, it looks so um, rainbows and butterflies, but that should be tornadoes and earthquakes sometimes, too. Girl, with the metaphors, (laughs) come through with the language. We love... Yes. Yes, ma'am. Just honest, you know. But you... You do make it look so good. Yeah, girl, not every day. We got our moments. (laughs) Trust. And then the whole breastfeeding is a whole different thing. I'm still nursing him. Wasn't it just National Breastfeeding Day, like, Mm -hmm. last week? It was last month, I believe. It was uh, National Breastfeeding Week. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I post my little breastfeeding picture. I said it was last week. I'm, (laughs) y'all. It was a week, but... (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel? So, talk about the necessities of breastfeeding. Although I feel like the necessities of breastfeeding have come like more to the forefront. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you just definitely just need patience. Let's start there. If you don't have patience, it's not going to work. Um, it requires a lot of. Yeah, just patience. Um, you're pretty much on your baby's time. Um, it requires commitment, especially in the beginning, because you do have to wake up and nurse every, what was it, four hours. So you're literally waking up out of your sleep to nurse your baby. Or um, if you don't want to wake him, you still have to pump. So it takes commitment. Um, also to just keep up with your milk supply Mm -hmm. so definitely patience commitment and just I guess more so the willingness to actually do or want to do it like I feel like you can't just breastfeed because your man told you you need to breastfeed and not put the baby on formula or some shit like that um because then you're gonna hate it you know you're gonna resent all those moments the multiple moments when your baby's wanting to get on that boob or just try to pull your titty out when y'all in public or some shit like that um so i guess it's it's just honestly those things that that are very 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 um, pivotal to the the whole breastfeeding um, experience yeah and it's definitely a choice thing Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah exactly we just knew we wanted to breastfeed our baby because we looked like he got some titties to help me. <laughs> we chose that I was going to breastfeed the baby because we just felt like, you know, the nourish the nourishment um, that comes with it. And also just the bonding. Um, I don't know if it's just because I have a boy that he's closer to me. He's like a, a, a mama's boy. Or if it's also just that bonding, because obviously we bond a lot more than he bonds with his dad. Um, I don't know. Like, but it's, I mean, we're close. That's my my homie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're super close. So that's amazing. Baby. Yes. I just can't believe, like, I just be looking at these chair and like, y'all are here. <laughs> like... It's still sometimes I just be like, wow, I remember when you were an idea. Yeah. Like, I remember when you were an idea. I remember when you were a bump. Mm-hmm. I remember when you were, like, like fully formed and, like, almost ready. Mm-hmm. I remember when we could, like, hold you and, like, damn near the palm of my hand. Right. 
now this nigga is like running mm-hmm. and expressing himself, yes. doing things, mm-hmm. exploring, yeah, making discoveries. <laughs> like, yeah, I be bugged the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah, same. I every time. Every time I see this nigga, he doing something new. Mm-hmm, me, yeah. <laughs> Every time doing something crazy. New. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just learning and growing every day. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. When this nigga going to start reading? He reading yet? We read. He loves to read with us, but no. I mean, he puts he uses his finger to trace the words with us. So that's amazing. <laughs> I was about to say, you know that nigga genius. He gonna solve <laughs> world hunger. Uh, fucking create time travel. This nigga. Did you watch Umbrella Academy? No, I would need to. You need to watch Umbrella Academy. He's gonna be five. He gonna be five. Hopefully, he he not gonna be a dickhead. Like five is a dickhead. Okay. But he gonna be five. Watch Umbrella Academy. Okay. And for those of y'all that watch Umbrella Academy, you gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. How many seasons? Two. Okay. Season two just came out, and honestly, so I have time. Man, okay. season two just came out like a a few weeks ago, and I watched it, and it was insane. And okay, I'll start it. Fucking Umbrella Academy. You know, honestly, now that I'm drunk, so y'all, <laughs> I was stressed out about school. We we gonna take a detour just right fast. I was stressed out about school because it's a high booty mess, <laughs> pedal like. I'm not stressing myself out. I won't do it. I refuse. Right. I shan't. Now that I'm drunk and I'm fried, and I'm t- what? It's Friday. Yes. Mm? Fuck school. Alcohol. I'm going to read my book. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Burn some sage or something. Read a book. Yeah. Self-care. I'm probably still going to work. But, <laughs> but I'm going to rest before I do it. Yeah. Just pace yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to being a child's mother and a wife. Mm-hmm. How has being a child's mother impacted you as a wife? Well, <laughs> it has definitely, okay. It's definitely played a major part in our relationship um and the newness and well let me just talk about it so i definitely feel like Kaluni has gained a deeper appreciation for me after seeing all that i um, endured during my pregnancy and even all of the um the 30 not 30 what what was it, 39 hours of of being in labor Ah, or just trying to, you know, yes, (laughs) trying to have him. Yeah, and then just the fact that he saw the whole C-section and he's like, I literally have saw you from the inside out, literally, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't, and I'm like, okay, yeah, and he's like, (laughs) yeah, and I'm like, shut the fuck up down there, but... Yeah, so I definitely feel like just him being a part of the experience with me and and um yeah, I I think he just learned to not learn to because I feel like he's always appreciated me, but he appreciated me more and or in a deeper way. Mm. 
So that is a positive. <laughs> now to the negative. <laughs> she said, now to the shits. Right. Like, to the to shits. get real with it. <laughs> Even though my baby has his own crib, which we recently converted into a toddler bed because with the crib, he hated it. He felt confined. Maybe like he was in a cage. I don't know. Broke the shit down to a toddler bed. Mm. But anyways, he still sleeps with us. So that has been a major issue, if you will, with our sex life, especially when he was a few Mm. months, um, not a few months, but a few months ago, rather. I felt like he just almost sensed it. Like, we'd be just getting ready. Like, maybe I sucked him up right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And now we're, like, going to get into it. And the baby's, like, crying. And I'm like, um, wait, what? (laughs) So, like, um... I'm sorry. I know that was a little explicit. Girls, what the <laughs> fuck? We let's. I mean, I had to have got the baby somehow, right? <laughs> How the fuck the nigga got here? I choke. I listen, I listen. <laughs> I was just hit that little daily thinnest thing in the back of my throat. <laughs> but hanging this funny is not the study. But yeah, y'all not a freak, bitch. <laughs> And That's my get... favorite line. Yes, yes, yes. Your yes, honor, yes. I'm, I'm a freak, bitch. I can't wait. I have to use that as a caption. I know. Honestly, ugh, Halloween, we have to figure out something to do. I know. We should have a... What? I'm going to say it when we get out. When okay. we leave, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, it has definitely changed our sex life. Um it's like now, honestly, we're at the point where we have to plan it. Like, here we are at work, mm-hmm. and I'm like, tonight? <laughs> and it's like, all right. And um, or I'm like, when you get off? And he's like, yeah, put the baby asleep. So it's like, it has definitely changed. Whereas, like, you know, before the baby is like, you want to fuck? Let's fuck her. Or, you know, we just feel the vibe. Um, but now, like, the baby be low-key the vibe killer. <laughs> mm. But, um... Yeah, so he's he has changed things in that um, area. Thing. But overall, I just feel like we went through a whole a whole um, phase where we had to find ourselves as a couple again because I felt like we got so wrapped up in just being parents. Mm-hmm. That I feel like we forgot, like, yeah, you're my man, you're my child's dad, but you're still my man too, and I'm still your woman. So we had to pretty much uh, figure out, like, how do we get this back? Because our whole lives, or our yeah, the, our whole lives are centered around our child now. But we have to remember we still matter, and I still have to do my part in pleasing you as your woman, and vice versa. So we started doing our fam- our little date nights and we still stick to our Sunday family nights or family days. Um, and yeah, it's just like making sure, I guess, we are still a couple, not just parents. I think that that's really, really important. And I know like a lot of people or a lot of um, parents go through that and it, it's not a good feeling um especially as women like i feel like we already or as mothers i guess because i feel like we already feel so different about ourselves and like if our body is different and just not feeling as attractive and things yeah. so you definitely want to still feel like your man want you and 
is treating you like he wants you to be his woman or whatever. So mm-hmm. we went through that. I'm glad we we got through it, you know, because I feel like it kind of was a major test um, in our relationship. But yeah, but we're good. We're happy. We're we're doing this shit. That's good. See, yes, sis. We love to see it. You, black love, strong black families. Yes. Period. The cornerstone. Isn't that what the cornerstone? Yes. Parent, parent, child. We the cornerstone. Yes. Um, what would you say is something that nobody told you? Like nobody, like nobody could have told you that was gonna happen in this shit. And I mean, like, I want you to get into every level. Like nobody could have told you about having a life partner and being with somebody for the rest of your life. So what nobody could have told you about having a kid. I don't even know what else. I guess I don't know I feel like this question should be so easy but yet it's prompting me to think so hard (laughs) you know that's how it is I guess I guess no one has told me or no one ever told me honestly like how difficult it would it'll be just to balance everything um, being a mom, um, having a career, having a relationship. I guess no one has ever told me or guided me in the right direction on how to balance everything. Um, yeah. I guess it's that because I feel like there has been times where I'm so wrapped up with work like the other night because, I'm, you know, we're trying to get through this whole virtual thing. I'm so wrapped up in work and trying to answer parents and doing this and doing that, I feel like I started to kind of become not that great of a mom to my kid. Like I have these opportunities to, to play with my baby and everything, but yet here I am still on the computer at 7 PM or at 7 PM, I could be playing or doing whatever with my man and my baby, but here I am still on the computer at 7 PM. So I guess it's like, no one ever told me or helped me figure out, but I guess that's something I needed to figure out on my own. How to balance. Pause. And I want to interject. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to. I know. We shouldn't have to. This should be shit. This, this is shit that niggas should be talking about. I need to write this shit down because this is the niggulation. What are the action steps? What are the action steps? What are the action steps? Niggas should be able to, like, you like you should be able to reasonably look at somebody and ask somebody, like, well, what is something that you did? Like, niggas should be able to talk about their experiences and mm-hmm. share more. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. You say things, friend. Say things. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I, I also feel like there's so many different experiences though to touch on. Maybe it's like I don't know, it's just hard. You know, I also feel like sometimes maybe if I had like some mom friends, we could share experiences and help one another and that's one way to learn, like or at least pertaining to like the balance. Yeah. Um but I don't know, you know. 
these experiences are just so crazy and a lot of us share them but we don't even know mm. i don't know yeah what mommy resources do you have like do you have any like no like groups um i do no. have groups on facebook but honestly no shade to anyone listening or in them they're kind of <laughs> whack like or some of them are just like bitch what are you talking about <laughs> like i don't know like some of i just feel like i need to find the one that fits me mm-hmm. my parenting style my personality style like some of those are just like Girl, your baby don't need to be eating carrots and celery all fucking day. It's okay if he have a fucking food snack or a gogurt or some shit like that. Um, so I, I, I haven't found a group that I fit into or that yeah. I'm, I guess, open to, which sounds stupid because I'm always like, I need mommy friends. But then they come around and I'm like, yeah, nah. <laughs> because I feel like you still have to have moms who understand Thank you. Yeah. Like, if I'm tired right now and I want to just put on fucking Blue's Clues for 10 minutes, I don't want you judging me like, your baby should not be watching. Like, look. <laughs> trust me. He's not in front of a screen all day, but for these 10 minutes, he about to be. Because I need a little time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really feel like I have many, many resources. I have found a few, like, funny instagram pages um that are relatable and i I like those but yeah yeah mothers calling all mothers mothers of all ages one at all we need you community form a huddle we going to have a mother study. It's like a Bible study, but y'all going to talk about motherhood. Um, if y'all want to talk about the Bible, y'all can. I'm, question mark? Question mark. Yeah, I'd be like, what? Because I said mother study. I don't know. We Mother support group. That's the moral of the story. Mother support group. Um, y'all need to form alliance because this story is like way so like way too common, mm-hmm. like way too common. Like you're saying this and I know somebody's listening to this and being like, this is my story. Somebody's going to hear this clip on Instagram. Somebody's hearing me right now and be like, this is my story. Yeah. And, um, like I said, going back to what I was just saying a minute ago, like we don't talk about this, these things. And it's kind of like um, the fucking, this is so crazy. This ties back into the book for this month that we're reading yes. this month. You're reading, right? Yes. Um, the invisible, like just the invisibilizing mm-hmm. of black women's issues. Yeah. Just like the straight up invisible visibilizing of black women's issues like nobody wants to deal with them right nobody wants to acknowledge that they're happening mm-hmm. nobody wants to think of tangible action steps mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> yeah it's wild big wild so wild mother support group yes now, what about being a partner? What about being a partner? 
What's one thing that somebody didn't oh, tell yeah. you about being a partner? One thing, um, I mean, I guess we always hear relationships require a lot of work and time. But I guess no one ever really talked about, I don't know, I guess how much, like exactly what that means. Like, I feel like the time, I don't know, I guess, you know what? No, I guess the one thing no one really taught me was how much sacrifice uh, being a partner and being in a relationship um, requires. So even just mm. us moving here to Vegas from L.A., that was a Colony's dream. You oh, know, yeah. it was my dream to be a teacher. And he upped and left his everything he's um, used to, just the whole being close with his family. And I mean in distance and also just connections. Um, but he made that sacrifice for me because he knew that this was my dream to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and then I guess with that, I feel like he is always making sacrifices or just putting me first or our, me and um, our, our child first. And he's always last um, by choice. <laughs> <laughs> but... I guess it's just like, well, I need to learn to make some sacrifices too that puts him first or so that he feels he is not important because he knows he's important, but like just going that extra mile to make sure he feels important. And you can visibly see. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I, I reflect and I'm like, well, he made these sacrifices for me. How many sacrifices can I say I made for him? And I don't feel like I have. Um, and I feel like it's because he has spoiled me. And I feel like at times it backfires because I feel like I'm I'm not a brat in life. But with him, I am. And I feel like it's because I've, I've never been spoiled <laughs> in my life. You know, like my family is like, what the fuck is that? Like you going to do these dishes just like everybody else. <laughs> you know, like, I don't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> that touched my spirit when you said that. Yes. That touched my spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's just like, I need to, I don't know. I don't know what I could sacrifice or I don't know. I just feel like I need to look do it, though. Um, because, like, look at the sacrifice he did for me. Um or for us, rather. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is it necessarily about sacrifice or is it about exercising? So, okay, boom. Last month, see, look at... I, this is why reading is important because now I got like sources and citations mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> Referring back to last month's reading. Mm-hmm. Bell Hook's definition of love is just extending yourself on behalf of someone else's spiritual growth. Right. Right? 
So it's like, doesn't necessarily have to. It doesn't, I, like, I don't feel like, like, yeah, I feel like when sacrifice is necessary, then I feel like it's necessary and it gets done. So for, like, example, when you had the baby, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense, you sacrificed your body and yeah. et cetera. Um, so I feel like when sacrifice is necessary, it's necessary. But, like, in other words, I feel like as long as you are extending yourself towards the spiritual growth, I don't feel like mm-hmm. there's a necessity to feel like you have to sacrifice or count the sacrifices or feel like yeah. that's any... Mm-mm, you're doing just fine, friend. Okay. Thank you're doing you. just <laughs> fine. Thank you. You're doing just fine. Thank you. Yeah, I need to note that, honestly. Um, yeah, that's a different way to look at it that I guess I overlooked. <laughs> so thank you for that. Esmene is so disciplined and so, like, always postured in doing the right fucking thing and getting the right fucking thing done and getting shit like, listen... I remember when we was in fucking institute and Esmene just used to like I remember when we would be fucking in session and work would be get like Esmene would just be like, All right, so what's the point? Let's get this shit done. What's the directions? Okay, bet, let's what's the moral of the story? All right, who's writing? Okay, all right, let's wrap this up. Discussion. Okay, have we all right, did we discuss have we got all the all the questions? All right. Oh, and everybody's talking, like, okay. So I think that We've said everything that has need to be said. I don't think there's anything that needs to be said that hasn't already been said. And with that being said, I think it's been a great day. <laughs> I think that everybody, like, Esmene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Disciplined on top of things. And so, you're the shit, baby. Thank you. So are you. How are you? Relax. Thank you. Yeah. You deserve. Yes. You too, sis. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) You silly. Girl. (laughs) Yes. Whole nother conversation. (laughs) (sighs) Let's get into some nonsense. Let's get into some nonsense. Okay, not nonsense. It's definitely not nonsense. Um, Trey Songs. Yeah. I used to love him. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me so disappointed that I can't... These niggas, I... We can't have anything. Yeah, no. I can't have anything. I just have to just gut my whole library. It's crazy, to say the least. I just don't understand, um, like, what, you think you're just as powerful as panty-dropping-ass, singer-ass nigga? Like, you know? (laughs) Like, no. That shit is wild. When, you know... When niggas said that Kiki said what she said and everybody was quiet, 
I was like, you know what? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I would even say, I, hmm. I was quiet. I was quiet. I felt like I knew it was wrong. I may have vocalized it once or twice. Thought about it here or there. Mm -hmm. But I never really, like, explored it as, like, a... Hey, Trey Songz is fucked up. Like, I never really, like, gave it the energy it deserved as, like, a... Wait, this nigga is, like, a skeevy nigga. Yeah, same. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I own my complicitness in that sense. And I've been been I've been getting over Trey Songs for a minute now. Yeah. I haven't been feeling Trey Songs since <sighs> Trigger. That was what, twenty fourteen? Yeah, that was a while ago. Like I I'm not I listened to Trigger on repeat. Right. But I wasn't, because I, I liked, am I really finna discuss this? No, I'm not. <laughs> See? And that be the problem with niggas. That be the problem with niggas. That be the problem with niggas. They be fucking up and fucking up and fucking up. And I was just like, I can't even give you the privilege, dignity, none of that of even discussing anything that you've done on my platform or just in my life, period. Yeah. Anywhere. Because you're disgusting. Yeah, dead. Disgusting. I need answers. Mm, I, I actually don't need I answers. I was going to say. I, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I don't actually want answers. Um, there are no answers. There are, yeah. Bleh. What about Daystar? He's trash too. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't understand at all. There's nothing you could have even been arguing about mm. that led Say that to shit. That. Say that shit. And then with the woman. Say that shit. Yeah, nah. Say that shit. You're a little bitch. Say that shit. <laughs> Say that shit. I just can't, and I, I, I commend her for even willing. What the black? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm sorry. Like a nigga shoot me. Oh. <laughs> Baby, FBI. Oh. <laughs> Fuck if I'm a snitcher. Dad? Yeah. Goons, where the fuck you at? What? Brother? Yeah. What? Federal? (laughs) What? I just, I don't even know. Like, I tweeted this earlier and I stand by this right now. Mm -hmm. And as I say it, I feel it right now. I am severely, utterly, and deeply troubled by the way people have treated Megan. Yeah. From before even the time she got shot. Yeah. Like from even before the time she got shot. From to the time she got shot, 
throughout this whole period of time. And even as we speak, you niggas ain't shit. I also tweeted that earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm back to saying niggas ain't shit again. And I dare somebody to say something. I'll slap the fuck out of you. I'll slap you in the mouth if you say something to me about that. Niggas ain't shit. There aren't words to describe how disturbed I am about this shit. Right. I'm disturbed. Yeah. I'm disturbed. It's crazy. I'm disturbed. I did not understand the uselessness of Nick. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, even Kalia was saying she 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 tweeted me earlier. I was on Twitter today. I was weird. I ain't been on Twitter lately, but I was on Twitter. Today. <laughs> It was just like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm disgusted, but I'm not surprised. And I was like, you know what? For a second, I was surprised. For a second, I'm not going to lie. I thought that niggas would at least pretend in, like, the age of, like, Black Lives Matter. But I guess they just over that shit. Right, yeah. They just completely over that shit. Completely over that shit. And I've been saying this. Over, like, for weeks, I'm just kind of like, y'all need to fucking respect black women. Y'all niggas need to fucking respect women. That's why I even fucking chose the book this month. All of this shit. And I would think, like, the sad part is, no. I shouldn't have thought. That's the problem. I'm thoughting. I shouldn't have thought. <laughs> I shouldn't have even thought. There's no reason. Because I was like, and I would think, like, she, there's no reason for her to have even needed to post that yeah. gunshot wound. Like, why, you dizzy Dickhead ass niggas. Why should she have to post a gunshot wound right. to prove anything to your lonely, shitty, draw having ass? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And then getting on Instagram. What? What? Why? She shouldn't have to do any of. No, actually, can't. Heart disturbed. Tapping out. <laughs> Can't do it. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I feel about Megan. Right. And you know just how I feel about black women in general. Like, it just breaks my heart because it's just kind of like. <sighs> I just also feel like, wasn't it just a few months ago she was on Instagram um, talking about how she's still trying to heal from not having her parents and her grandmother, right? Yeah. And it's like, so we, not we, I'm sorry, these motherfucking niggas still can't find some type of, not even sympathy, but like empathy or like just something like this woman. Just human has, decency. Yeah, human decency, yeah. Thank like you. just like just 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 human decency. Just to look at you with humanity. Just just yeah. you are a human being. Yeah. Like come on, like you're just gonna try to keep breaking her down, down, down. And then like she's so fucking young. Like I mean not that age matters, but like come the fuck on. Like that shit is crazy. And I just feel like I'm not trying to talk about status or anything i feel like if that shit happened to beyonce ain't nobody about to question shit like mm-hmm. if beyonce says some shit like so why can't they treat other artists with the same respect other women other women thank Period. you with the same respect and that's the thing like black women have to jump through so many hoops mm-hmm. and fucking hurdles 
to be taken seriously. Yeah. To be taken seriously, respected in any in every fucking facet. Even in fucking childbirth. Even fucking yes. Serena Williams and Beyonce went through fucking issues during yeah. childbirth. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because doctors don't be fucking listening. Because doctors don't take fucking black women seriously. Like, there's the like there's nothing. Like, that's another thing from this. Son, this crazy. Like, this book is putting me on so much game. Mm-hmm. Another thing they was talking about in this book, there was just like, no matter. It's not necessarily no matter what we do, but so much of the problem is that a lot of times, no matter what we do, it's always overshadowed by what people think black women are. Yes. So no matter what I do, if this person in power above me, no matter whether they're a black man, a black woman, a white man, no matter who, whatever their perception of black women, they're going to put that on me and use that to alter whatever situation I'm having. And that's like... So, like, Nick, like, and that's the fuck, like, so niggas not even mad at Meg or talking shit to Meg. Mm-hmm. Mad at your mama because your mama ain't hug you. Mad at your girlfriend because your girlfriend cheated on you or whatever. Ugh, stupid yeah. ass nigga. Like, please. Yeah. I'm drinking. You know what? I need to take some, too. Well. <laughs> Did we say what all that needed to be said? Well, was there anything? No, I don't think so. I think we said it all. Okay. We just touched on a lot. I was about to say, this is a long-ass recording. We, <laughs> we in the game. <sighs> this should get deep. I could talk about this shit for hours. Well, you know, we had to come in here and talk about this Meg shit. This shit dropped it. You know, I had to, you know, you just, we was already doing it. So you already know it had to get talked about. So we had to (laughs) slide it in there. I'm happy that it was you I got to talk about it with. Um, Yeah, let's get out of here because it's late, I guess. And we got to get some sleep so that we can have nice restful days tomorrow so that you can go be productive human beings or something like that. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. and Always. Yeah, thanks to everyone who's listening and who has listened to the whole thing to hear shit, my stories and shit. <laughs> Thank you. These were great stories. This is a great episode. I'm really happy about this. This is really fucking amazing. Well, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm happy that this was your first of many to come. Yes. Episodes. Yes. This makes me so happy. Thank you, friend, for coming through. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Do you have any last words of wisdom for the girls? Any last words? Don't be afraid to shoot your shot, sis. Oh, period. (laughs) Don't forget. Don't forget because she has said that shit and she meant that shit. All right. Well, we getting out of here. Shoot your shots and, um, Wash your fucking hands.
Let me tell you something about the strength of mothers. I can't because I don't like, I can't, I don't have the words. I can't begin to describe the things that I've seen these niggas do. The things that I've seen Esmene. First of all, let me tell you the first time I ever saw Esmene mother with my own eyes. You feel me? The first time I ever saw her mother with my own eyes, she was just holding young Kaluni, the the tender baby. She was just holding in him in her arm, and he just very gently spit up on her shoulder, like just very gently. <laughs> like she was just holding him and just like just coddling him and loving him and just kissing him on his forehead and just loving him. They just 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 and she was just like oh. It just like just felt like it was just like the most beautiful and adorable situation. And I was just and I just looked at her and I was just like, this is the spirit of a mom. <laughs> like this is a like and that's not to say that everybody that doesn't feel that way isn't because everybody mothers differently. And that's why, see, I didn't want to get it was just kind of like Esmene is just like, what did I say when on the introduction? She is a sharp angel. She's very angelic. She's very ethereal. She's very loving and nurturing and caring. Sharp when she needs to be, though. And you see how quickly that's how quick it comes. But like I said, Esmene is just the most nurturing motherfucker ever. She was nurturing before I met her. She was like nurturing at fucking Institute when we was like in the trenches, like waking up every morning and she was making sure I wasn't like falling off to the wayside, depressed somewhere, not doing what I was supposed to do and making sure I was fucking eating and doing everything that I needed to get done. Like She's just so fucking motherly. Like, even after we finished recording, we went for a fucking walk and my irresponsible ass, or we went to go walk Miko, my irresponsible ass, I didn't uh, bring a bag. She had a bag on hand. Like, she always, like, always got a bobby pin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she just, she's just always right on time. And I just, you know, it's just... Every time, like... Our entire friendship just feels like a warm hug. Like, Esmene is like a warm hug. And even her voice, you know what I'm saying, is a warm hug. And so I just, I love her so deeply. Thank you so much, sis. I love you. Onward to the closure of the episode. I don't have a drink in the face because ain't shit funny to me. I do not find the disrespect of black women funny. Therefore, I do not have a hee hee nor a ha ha for you all on today. Um, also, just 
just can't think of one, to be quite honest with you, even if I really did want to do one. So maybe y'all niggas should start sending me some drunk tales. Why don't you tell me about a time you made a fool out of yourself? I done told y'all about so many times I done made a fool out of myself or niggas that made a fool out of... Why don't... Why don't help me. Hmm? Why don't you... Why don't you embarrass yourself anonymously? Huh? Why don't you entertain? Off of yourself. Any whom. So... I'm going to slide right up in the drinks into this uh, into into the faces because I'm here and you all know what I'm here to do. You all know who I'm <laughs> You all know. Well, you know who I'm championing here. Championing 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 for but I don't think you know who I'm here to cuss out. I know that you think I'm here to cuss out Daystar, especially because of what we just spoke about, but that's all I'm going to give Daystar. That and the music. Because that bitch... Yeah, that bitch. I'm here to cuss out a group of people that has managed to escape everybody's reach. Everybody, I haven't heard it yet. If anybody says something, point me into the direction so I can hail them and we can cuss them out in tandem. But if not, I'll start the charge and you all can follow me. White women, Susan and Karen, where you at? Pull up. Pull your stupid ass up to the table. Pull your stupid ass up to the bar and get this splish, splash in the face, girl. I want to know where Rebecca, Sarah, Sandy, etc., etc., cousins and them, sisterin, where are you? White feminists, where are you? God be on time, Ashe Ibobo, because he told me to choose this book because niggas was getting out of control, and then the whole book just taught me in which ways that everybody is just getting out of control, and then this specific week was talking about the ways in which white women were just completely out of control, and then all of this shit popped off, and everybody's looking at the niggas, and even me too, I'm looking at the niggas, because I'm like, niggas, what are you doing? Niggas, it's wrong. Niggas, you should be on our side, and the niggas is still fucked up, but you also want to know who I'm curious about? The white women. Because when the white women were losing their wigs about WAP two weeks ago, we were confused. I'm still confused the fuck now. The feminists had all of the energy two weeks ago, bitch. They said... Oh, this video is so vulgar. It has pushed feminism back a hundred years. Bitch, no. I am angry. I'm upset. I want answers. Because where the fuck is white feminism the fuck now? Because you were upset when you felt like bodily autonomy was being misused, right? That's why you were upset two weeks ago. 
You said bodily autonomy is being misused. This is what we mean when we say bodily autonomy. This is vulgar. This is da 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 That's fine, right? You feel, or no, it's not fine. It's not fucking fine. Shut the fuck up because we don't really give a fuck what the fuck you're talking about because that's fucking stupid and I really don't even understand my nigga in a world where there's my neck, my back when, Ka- when Kaya be talking about sucking all types of dick from the front and the back and the side and the underside. What? No. No. Juicy, t- What? Slob on my knob like whom and where? Bitch, no. Away with you bitches. Absolutely the fuck not. But you mean to tell me that you can pipe up. You can pipe up when you feel like bodily autonomy is being misused. When black women are misusing bodily autonomy. Because you don't really say shit when white women misuse bodily autonomy. And it's probably because y'all built like popsicle sticks. But I'm not going to... You know what? You know what? Never mind. Whatever. But when actual violence. When real harm is done to black women. There's silence. I haven't heard anything from any of the white feminists about this shooting. Now that Megan has come forth to say, to, to, to admit, like, first of all, since she was shot, period, period. I haven't heard anything about this. I didn't even, and Holti, she was down before, not down, oh my God, please forgive me. But she was injured, but this whole thing popped off before WAP even came out. And so y'all didn't even have Anything to say about violence being done to her. But you had something to say about you feeling like she, quote unquote, misused bodily autonomy. Which is really you all just misusing respectability. Or not misusing, using in the first place respectability politics. Which is some bullshit. Which is you trying to manage the bodies of black women, period. Which is some bullshit whatever she hadn't come out she hadn't been forthcoming with the details so whatever you can use that excuse and say well she wasn't forthcoming with the details so we didn't know we didn't know she got on whole last instagram live and admitted straight forth what happened That's what happened. The silence that I just left there. That's what the fuck happened. Because white feminists are useless. Useless. You're useless and we see you. All white feminists try to do is... All all white feminism is trying to do is separate themselves further from the rest of the marginalized. They just want the equal white supremacist power that white men have. That's it. That's it. That's all that they're fighting for. That's it. They're not fighting for any rights. They're not fighting for any fucking rights. They're fighting for more privileges. That's it. That's it. And that's all. That's all they're fucking fighting for. You have some shit to say about a fucking music video, but when we're talking about fucking life being in danger, Violence done to an actual body. You don't have shit to say. White feminists are so fucking useless. Bitch, I see you. Bitch, I'm calling you out. If you feel like I'm talking to you, if you feel offended, hit dogs holler. God bless you. That's all I have. That's all I got. That's it. That's all I have.
I'm getting out. I'm going to leave. All of my book gang girls, period, keep reading. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Hood feminism. This book, I'm telling you, first of all, this book was the one. This book put me on. It was this week's reading that even opened my eyes to this shit, man. White women are deadly, bro. They're sinister. Watch out for them. I would have done a quote, but this is literally about to be two hours and... I just, I can't do a two-hour episode. That's just not what I'm doing here tonight. Our virtual review session is going to be September 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, So tap in to that. Um, Pull up whether you finished the book or didn't finish the book. You know, we welcome you unless, you know, you're one of those like, oh, I don't like spoilers. Then that's on you. But, you know, pull up. It's all good. Um, And my wine came, guys. I know you saw I posted on Instagram. My wine came. I'm so excited to drink that. And is there anything else I'm supposed to talk about? I don't know. I really don't care if there's anything I'm supposed to talk about because this shit is so long and I just, I'm tired and I want to leave. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I wish I was better. <laughs> I wish I was better than this. I'm going to go though. I really do love you guys and I really appreciate um your love and support and you listening to this and you lending me your ear once a week for this bullshit. Esmene, thank you so much for coming and sharing your good word with us, girl. We love you so much. You sweet, tender angel from God. Um and yeah, don't forget about Love a Black Woman Week, okay? Seven days, Tuesday to Tuesday. Love, love, love. Acts of random kindness, period. She deserves it. Aight. Okay? And we're going to get up out of here. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to life and cheers to these hoes. We cannot love them. We cannot, cannot, cannot. Said what? Cannot cuff them, but we sure enough can pour up with them. Amen. Bye, y'all. You fuck with me, can castle, so you cuzzy now. Shit is getting fuzzy now. You Tory next door or Bryson Lane. Nigga, you Daystar Peterson, a fucking lane. I turn dreams to nightmares. You fucking playing? I never fuck my bro, Don. The fuck you saying? And game talking about Kim K. You talking about me. Cloud chasing out of high, I never thought it would be. Pussy so bomb, he try to put a body on me. Can't even like a nigga no more and fuck him for free. Sheesh.